The writer of Hebrews in chapter 11, verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, it's interesting. It doesn't say it's difficult to please God. It doesn't say that it's hard to please God. This verse here says that it is impossible to please God without faith. Very rarely in the Bible do we see God use the word that would be implied to impossible. However, while it says that it's impossible to please God without faith, Jesus said that all things are possible to them that believe. And that is why the application of faith is so important in our lives. It's not only important in our lives, it's important in our work, it's important in our church, it's important in school, it's important in every aspect of our life. It is who we are. We are people of faith. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, the Apostle Paul is talking about going to heaven. He's talking about spiritual things and being on earth. But he says this, he says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. And for people of faith, this is very important. As a matter of fact, it's so important, I want to say it again. For we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, the world says, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, the world says that seeing is believing. But as Christians, believing leads to seeing. Believing is seeing. The world is backwards from what people of faith should have. Today I'm going to talk to you about six principles that will help you in your everyday application of life in faith. The first one that I want to talk to you is about faith is broadening our vision. Faith is God coming in and expanding our vision, the vision in life that God has already set forward. In Ephesians 3.20, I want you to notice what it says in this verse. It says, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more. I want to highlight that. Infinitely more than we might ask or even think. What a verse. Who wants to do that? God wants to do that in us. He wants to do infinitely more than we could possibly think. He wants to do infinitely more than we could possibly imagine. That's incredible. When you think about you right now, take yourself, think about yourself, think about your desires, think about what your your wants, think about where you're at, and think about it that God says to you, He wants to do infinitely more in you than you could possibly think or you could possibly imagine. That's very powerful. And the second part to that is, It's obviously very interesting that God is saying that I want you to think about the biggest things that you could possibly do. I want you to think about the biggest vision that you could possibly get. But this verse also says, hey, you're selling yourself short. If it's infinitely more, if it's more than we could possibly think or imagine, then basically God is telling us, hey, you're selling yourself short. You're underestimating what you think you can do. You're underestimating the potential in your life and you are not thinking big enough because God says, I want to do infinitely more than you could think or possibly imagine. So faith begins with prayer. Faith begins with a vision. It begins with a mental image. It begins with a dream. It begins with a concept with inside yourself. You know, it's interesting. God spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. And he began to stretch Abraham's imagination. He began to expand Abraham's vision. 
Many of us are are familiar with the story. I I want to start here in verse 1. This is chapter 15. It says, Sometime later the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision, and he said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. And then we look at verse 4, and it says, Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. You see, the the challenge here was that Abram was very old. And God changed his name. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, which many of us know. But what happened during this time is Abraham was very old. His wife was very old. And we see through the rest of the story is that God told him, God told Abraham, go out. He sends him out and he tells him to look up at the stars. And he says, do you see the stars? Can you count the stars? He says, because your descendants will be greater than all the stars that you can see. What's interesting about that is that Abraham was so old. His wife was so old. In fact, Abraham thought it was one of his other sons with his maidservant. He thought God would expand his his life, his, his descendants through Ishmael. And God said, no, no. He said, your wife is going to bear a child and your descendants will be greater than the stars that you can see. Now, Abraham at that time, with his wife being 90 years old, could have said, yeah, I don't really necessarily believe that, but okay. But the Bible is very clear that Abraham had faith. He had the kind of faith that he believed. As a matter of fact, it tells us in the Bible, it says that Abraham believed in the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. Abraham was saved because he believed in God and not because of what he did was he righteous. He was righteous because he believed in God. It's very impactful and it's it's very moving when you think about putting yourself into perspective to be Abraham and to think about looking up at the stars and God telling you, yes, your descendants will be will be greater than what you can see at an age where it would seem physically impossible for maybe him or especially his wife to bear children at that time. But Abraham hung his hat on it. He said, let it be done the way you say, Lord. That was his faith. That's the faith that Abraham had. Abraham believed God and God blessed him. He was stretching Abraham's vision. He was expanding Abraham's vision. We know that old cliche that says, believe and achieve. We have to stretch our imagination. Faith is visualizing the future in the present. Let me say that again. Faith is visualizing the future in the present. And I'm not talking about some new age, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it type of thing like that. This all starts with prayer. It starts with direction from God and then it's followed with action. It is not hoping and wishing on things. This is seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord for his will in your life and taking action and following through with that. Faith is expanding our vision. The second point today I want to make is that faith is courageously taking action. Let me say that again. Faith is courageously taking action. There's a story in Mark chapter 5 of a woman who had bled for 12 years. She was 
considered ceremonially unclean. She was a woman that had gone everywhere, seen every specialist at the time to try to be healed. In fact, the Bible says that uh, she spent all of her money and yet she was not healed. But one day she heard about Jesus. She heard that he would be coming by and she believed that Jesus was the Messiah. She believed that Jesus was the Son of God. And we, it says here in the, in the verses that there was a great crowd around. And, and this lady, this lady thought, if I can just touch the hem, if I can just touch the hem of his robe, then I can be healed. You know, and you can imagine, you can think about this. She probably wasn't even allowed to be out in public. And here she is, she thinks, oh, if I can just touch the hem of his robe, I can be, I can be healed. And so you can see where she probably pushes through the crowd and she just thinks, oh, if I can just, if I can just touch. And she touches the hem of his robe and she is healed. And then it's interesting. The Bible tells us that there's people all around and he said, who touched me? And I'm sure with a lot of people around, there was probably like, well, anyone could have touched you, Lord. And he says, no, I felt power go out of my body. I felt the healing power flow out of me. It says that the woman came forward and Jesus says to her, he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. She had the faith, the courageous faith to take action. She dared to get out of her comfort zone, to approach people, to go to where she thought she could be healed. And she only tried that because she had the faith. I want to tell everybody today that you have faith in everyday life. You can have faith in everyday life. It has to be a faith that you dare to act on. You're never going to find that place in your life until you dare to think big. Until you dare to have faith, to take action, and to step out. When you reach out, Jesus will be there. And your faith is going to make a difference. Once again, with much prayer, with much courage, and with much action. The third point I want to make today is this, is that once you have decided to take action, faith is facing your fears. There are two ways to approach life, and we've talked about this before. There is faith and there is fear. Many people in the world live in fear. And as Christ followers, we are told over and over, do not fear. We are told over and over to live in faith. And this is one of my probably favorite stories. If somebody was to say, what is the greatest action of faith that is seen in the Bible? Ty, what do you think that is? I would have to point you to Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 through 29. And this is, this is when Peter walks on water. Here is, here is Peter, a man that we, we see his journey, his spiritual journey from, from the very beginning to almost to the very end of his life throughout the Bible. And we see how he struggles and we see, we see that he is, he, he is a man and he deals with certain things in his life. The verse here says, Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you. Walk on the water. 
Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went out of the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. So here's this incredible story. And of course, we, we think about Jesus walking on the water and, and we think well, he is God. That makes sense. Well, what about a man? What about a man stepping out? And I know many of you are thinking, well, yeah, but Peter walked a little ways and then fell. And what's interesting, believing, reading the text is this, is that Peter, first of all, is the only one that had the faith to step out of the boat. Peter was able to walk on the water. But as Peter noticed the wind and started looking around, that is when Peter started to sink. For many of us, we need to get out of the boat. And that would be the biggest thing that I would tell you today, is we need to get out of the boat. Because here's the thing, even when you get out of the boat, Jesus will be there to catch you if you do sink. And there's always a risk. There's always a risk factor in faith. Until there is a risk factor, there is no faith. So when you think about that, when you think about, well, what if I take action? To take action, you have to step out in faith. The opposite of that is fear. If we don't risk something, then we don't need faith. If we don't step out against fear, then we don't need faith. If you want to accomplish anything significant in your life, you have to do it through faith. So faith is deciding to begin. It's moving against your fear. It is moving towards God. Daring to act means you overcome your procrastination. It means that you take the courage to have faith over fear. Number four is this. It is expecting the best. You should come to expect that God will do something in your heart and you should expect that something to be great in his midst. Jesus said, because of your faith, it will happen. Faith is expecting the best. We expect to hear. We expect to act. We expect to feel according to our expectations. But faith is expecting the best. Now, sometimes the answer doesn't always come immediately. Faith is waiting on an answer. Psalm 41.1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and mire. Those first three words are, I waited patiently. Did you know that waiting patiently is evidence of your faith? I'll say that one more time. Waiting patiently is evidence of your faith. In everyday life, many times, we have to wait on God. We have to wait on God's timing. God's timing is perfect. And God's timing doesn't align with our timing. But with His timing being perfect, that's what we want. We want God's timing. Some of us are waiting on God right now. We've prayed and prayed, and yet we still don't have an answer. Many times we feel like we're in a holding pattern. We're in a waiting pattern. And that is one of the most difficult times in your life is when it, God isn't moving in a way that you want Him to move. When God isn't answering the way you want God to answer. And sometimes God wants to see 
how we will behave in our waiting. How long can you wait? You know, a little child can't wait very long. And so waiting is an ability that is marked with maturity. God many times tells us to wait. But faith is waiting for the answer. There's a time factor to faith as well as a trust factor. God does things on His own time. And sometimes God's timing doesn't seem right. Those that wait on the Lord will have their strength renewed. Now God's timing, as I mentioned, is perfect. It is perfect in your job. It is perfect in your marriage. It's perfect in school, education, work. It's perfect in every timing of our life. But we have to wait. And many times in Scripture, God had His servants wait. When we think about how long the people of Egypt had to wait to be delivered from their slavery and from their bondage, that was 400 years. They waited down in slime pits in slavery in Egypt. And after 400 years of crying out, God delivered them. You know how long it took Moses to wait? Moses waited 40 years in Egypt, and then he waited 40 years in the desert. He had to wait a total of 80 years. Now, what do you do while you wait? Well, while we wait, we live in a positive expectation that God will answer our prayers. And even if our prayers aren't answered the way we expect them to be, we have faith and trust in God that He knows the best for us and that He will direct our path. How many times in life have we been so prayerful about a specific and a certain thing only to look back later and say, I'm really glad God directed me in a certain way because if that had happened, that would not have been the best thing for me. God knows what is best for us. He knows what lays out to us, what lays out in front of us, and He knows what we should do. We have to be prayerful. We have to be expecting. We have to be expecting in a positive, in a positive manner. Number five is, five is faith is obeying God's word. This means that we are following God's instructions. Here in Hebrews 11, verse 8, it says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God gave him when God told him to leave home and to go to another land, that God would give him his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Following the instructions are so vital and so important to what God tells us in our prayer. Now, faith is obeying God and taking God at his word. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be rational. We just have to follow God's word. Faith is obeying and faith is trusting in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do and he will show you the path to take. And that's faith. It's starting with God. It's not ending with God. It's not doing it your way and hoping God will come in behind you. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Then faith is persistent. We have to be, our faith has to be persistent in hard times. Galatians 6, 9, God says, so let not, let's not get tired of doing what is good. 
At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. I like that. It says, if you don't give up. God is saying, keep sowing your seed. Just don't plant the seed and forget about it. Plant the seed and take care of it. Keep showing up. Keep being faithful. Keep sharing Jesus. Keep being faithful. Keep working. Keep praying. In due time, we will see the results. And we will see the results of God blessing us by answering our prayers either way. Whether it's according to our will, and that just happens to coincide with God's will, or having faith that God is going to take care of it, even if what we think doesn't work out. And being okay with that. Number six is this, is that faith is coming back from failure. There is not one person listening to this who has not had failure in your life. The question is, is that when you've had failure, what did it do to you? Did you rise up from it? Did you come back from it? Everyone loves a comeback story. We, there's movies that are made that, that inspire people. They all love a comeback story. For many of us, we have our own comeback story that we need to go out and do. We have that comeback story where we have failed and we need to start over. Maybe it's in a bankruptcy that we had. Maybe it's in some way where we were let down by somebody that we need to rebound and we need to come back. Maybe it's for a marriage that's just not working out. You need to rebound and come back. And if it doesn't work, then you need to rebound and come back. And you need to do that over and over. Because we are warriors for Christ. And if we feel that we get knocked down, it is time for us to stand up. And for those of us that don't think we're warriors for Christ, Paul even uses the illustration of the armor of God. You are warriors. It is time to stand up. It is time to have faith. It is time to walk in that faith. Faith is not giving up on God. There's a lot of us out there that do fall away. We fall away from faith. Our faith cannot give up on God. If that's you, today you can rebound. You can come back to God. Isaiah 43, 18 says this, But forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God said, I will do a new thing. Don't dwell on the failures of your past. Many of us dwell on the failures of our past. It is time for us to get up, to know that Christ is going to do something new. And today, I'm going to close with this. Many of us are in different stages of dealing with faith. Some of us need to trust in God. Some of us trust in God, but safety up. And we're the ones that need to dare to step out in faith. We're the ones that need to have courage and get out of the boat. 
And then there's those of us who have failed and fallen back. And for some reason, maybe we lose faith or we live in a state of failure and not of victory. And I'm here to tell you today that it is already won. The Lord has already done everything. The Lord God loves you. He loves you so much that He sent His Son to earth to be crucified and die and raised from the dead so that we can have life. Many of us can't even imagine one of our own children sending them into harm's way and knowing what the outcome would be. And this is what God did because He loved us so much. So as we conclude this three-week series on faith, I would like you to really consider and to really think about the aspects of faith and to think about what you can do in your life. What stage are you at? What do you need to do? What action do you need to take? And apply that and trust in God and seek God. Please join me in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for so many examples of faith that we can see in your word. Actions that people took. People that ran to the Lord when he was here on earth and just thought, if I could just touch the hem of his robe, I would be healed. Their faith healed them. Lord, I pray that you would just rise up inside of us an enormous amount of faith. The kind of faith where we will step out of our boat. That we will follow your lead. That we will seek you, Lord. And that we will expand our vision. That we will know you have a greater and a higher calling for us. And we thank you so much, Lord. Please walk with us. Please help us. Please increase our faith so that we can honor and glorify you. And we thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope this message has blessed you. Please send, please forward this message. Share this message so that it can impact more people for Christ. God bless.